Hello, I'm Kim and welcome to my podcast, Chamomile Cafe. So, we're just jumping straight in. I'm not good at intros, I never really know what to say. But I guess, <laughs> I say I never really know. I've tried recording podcasts quite a few times and I think because I've just not gotten into it too much yet. Um, I think I'm just putting too much pressure on myself, but we're going to just jump straight in. You cannot heal in the same environment that made you sick, okay? You can try, you can really, really try, and you can make improvements, but you can't fully heal. I have learnt this myself through experience, and it's not just one thing. It's in basically anything in your life this it could apply to but there's four categories that we're gonna do okay body environment mental consumption and friendships and relationships okay so let's start with body and let's be honest it is easier to address the symptom than the cause it is easier so that's why we do it basically the quick fix but the thing with that is, if you don't address the cause, your problems won't go away, okay? You can take every herb under the sun, and you can journal until the cows come home. But if you have a poor diet, you're drinking a lot, you have a high-stress job, you're in a toxic relationship, your problems are not going to go away. And this is mental and physical, so you can't outrun a bad diet. And you can't out-herb a bad diet. And it's like what Hippocrates said, before you can heal someone, ask him if he's willing to give up the things that made him sick. Because if not, that person is going to continue being sick. And I have had patients who take the herbs, they're very good at taking the herbs and they're really into it, they get really involved, but make no lifestyle changes. Or make very limited progress. So there was one patient who was eating biscuits for breakfast and she just didn't have the best diet overall and we told her you know have porridge for breakfast. She went as far as buying the porridge but it just sat in her cupboard and she never made it. There was another patient who had gut issues and mental issues like anxiety and again, they were taking the herbs, but were drinking a lot of alcohol. So it's, I don't, I'm not saying this to discourage you from taking the herbs or going on walks or uh, listening to inspiring podcasts, such as this one, maybe, or journaling. You know, these things can really push you towards making the bigger changes and can help you cope and feel better but it won't solve the problem. So the first step sometimes is these things that feel simple and easy because that's all you can do in the moment. That's all you have energy for. It's all you have capacity for. So yes, please do them. It'll get the ball rolling, but I just want you to know that it is not the be all and end all. It is not addressing the root cause. So these things are not useless, keep doing them, it's not, and it's not all or nothing, it's not, oh well, I can't address the root cause, I'm not strong enough to end this toxic relationship, so I might as well not do anything. No, it is not like that, move at your own pace, okay? 
Okay, environment. I know that was a very quick one for physical, for the body, but that is what it is, really. If you don't address the cause, then the symptoms are going to continue. Okay, so let's move on to environment. So this is your external world. So this is mostly home and work. Okay, so this is where you spend most of your time. And in the hierarchy of needs, home and work come under safety and security, which is a pretty important need. It is at the, it's not at the very bottom, but it's really near the bottom of the pyramid because it is so, so important. And because these are the places where you spend most of your time, you should feel grounded, especially at home. Your home should be your safety and your sanctuary. I think this is the most important place that needs to be safe, okay? And if you hate both your job and your home life, then you are going to work to avoid your home problems and then you're coming home to forget your work problems and it's just a cycle, but you're not really escaping anything. It is just a constant stress in your life. And let me tell you, I have been there. I lived in a shared house and I did not enjoy it. I did not feel safe, okay? People would come in and out the house all the time, and I'm not even just talking tenants, the people I lived with, people from the agency, the landlord, main maintenance people, um, the cleaners, just as and when, whenever they wanted. The cleaners would complain all the time, we had mold issues, there was a woodlouse infestation one year, we had some loud neighbours, and just the area that the house was in, it just wasn't very good. Things in the house kept breaking, so maintenance had to keep coming. The way the house was built, it was just stupidly hot and humid because the vent from one bathroom just led into the other bathroom, so it was just constantly humid and mouldy upstairs because of that. It's just, oh, it was a whole thing. And I shared a bedroom with my partner, so I don't, not, not privacy issues so much, yeah, privacy issues, because you need your privacy and time alone, and it just wasn't easy to do that, and I had some issues with some of the housemates, which, no surprise, that's a common issue, and because of all of these things, it really affected me, I couldn't go into the kitchen because of the housemates that were there. I just, I got a lot of kitchen anxiety, so I'd eat a lot of junk food because I didn't want to spend time in there cooking. I spent as little time in the bathroom as possible because it was hot and humid. There was no window, the vent, it, the extractor didn't work, so I neglected my skincare. And having no personal space meant relationship struggles. I didn't feel like I could bring friends and family over. I couldn't sleep at times because of the stress of housemates and neighbours. And I just had so much depression and anxiety and stress there. And let me tell you, when, my, when I say my nervous system was shot, it was shot. It was so unbalanced that at its worst, I couldn't even hold my bladder. My muscles just wouldn't even work because I was in fight or flight so much, so often, that was just my baseline state at that point. And 
I did my gratitude. I did a hell of a lot of gratitude. I really, really tried. And I went on walks. I did meditation. I went to spend time at friends' houses. I listened to music and podcasts. And while it did help, it helped in the moment, but it didn't actually address the problem because I didn't feel safe and I didn't actually recover from, my nervous system didn't recover until I moved house. And I would probably still have these issues if I lived there. I think the only reason that these problems were resolved is because I moved away. So that is a good example of you cannot heal in the same environment that made you sick. You can try so hard, but it's like one step forward, two steps back. It's gonna just, the problem is gonna stay. And right, work. Again, if you hate your job, you're gonna have a lot of anxiety and depression and possibly sleep issues. And there's only so much you can do to reduce your stress because even if, let's say, you're 100% fine and happy and content once you've finished work and you're out the building, which is not the reality of it, okay? That is not actually how it works. You are still at your job for eight hours of your day. That is a third of your time. And to be in that state of fight or flight for a third of your day, it's not sustainable and it's not healthy. Okay, so where else are you spending your time? You know, there's work and there's home. So those are your two biggest environments, I would like to think, or I would think. So where else are you spending your time? Just um, take a little bit of time to reflect on that and think about what other environments you're spending time in. Okay, now people, relationships, friends, family, colleagues, they have a huge impact on us mentally. I think the biggest, the the most amount of growth that we have, personal growth and development, it comes through these relationships that we have with other people. You know, they really, people push us and they show us both what we're made of and they show us our triggers. So who you spend time around, that is gonna have a huge impact on your mental state. And we take on other people's energy and negativity and criticism. And some people are better at not absorbing that than others, but we all get wore down eventually. Nobody is free from this, okay? And our friends and family are usually worse than strangers. So not only do they say and do worse things normally because when you're close to someone it happens, but it'll hurt more when it comes from them because it is really hard if the people that we love and care about do not make us feel loved and cared about because these are the people that are important to us. We want to have that um, positive energy from them. We want them to say positive things and we want them to make us feel happy and smile so when they're not, it is really difficult. And I asked a friend, I spoke to a friend who is incredibly wise and beyond her years. I was really struggling with somebody not being so kind to me 
And I asked her, how do I just ignore it and overcome it and just get past it and just be my normal self despite them not giving me the love that I felt I needed? And she said, you can't. And that blew my mind. I didn't even think about that. I thought if I was strong enough and if I worked hard enough, then maybe I'll be able to overcome it and not feel these negative emotions when these interactions come about. But honestly, when you're so close and attached to somebody, you can't just turn a blind eye. We are only human, okay? We're not robots. We can't just shut our emotions off. So who you're spending your time around is going to make a huge impact on your mental health. And if you are in a relationship and thinking, you know, maybe if I just work on myself that much, then I won't be affected by the things they say. But it isn't true. We can't do it. And if you can, if you do eventually feel okay within yourself, it probably means you've stopped caring about that person. That's also not what we're trying to aim for. We don't want to be with someone and also not care about them. I mean, if you don't care about someone and you don't want to want to have anything to do with them, then that is up to you. But if you are with someone, you don't want to be with someone you don't care about. So, um, if there is somebody who is making you doubt yourself, who lowers your self-esteem and lowers your confidence and makes you question yourself, Especially if you are someone who doesn't normally question their self or feel these things, then it's time to think about that relationship. And I need to say it, you cannot force people to change. Okay? You can inspire somebody to change, but really, the ball is in their court. If they don't want to, you can't force them. And then you have a decision to make. You either keep them around and you also keep all these negative emotions around or you cut them out. And I know a lot of us have this fear of being alone, but being alone is a hell of a lot better than being with someone who does not treat you the way that you deserve. And it is an act of self-love and self-respect to not allow people to speak to you in a certain way that you find disrespectful and hurtful, okay? You decide who is worthy of your time and energy, okay? That is you, all right? Stay in your power. And friends, even family, I'd say, sometimes it is better to slowly distance yourself rather than just cut people out. Because sometimes it's not necessary and you don't always need to burn bridges. I know some of us, myself included, just want a clean break from everything once you decide. But it is not always the best option, okay? You don't... Not every relationship, not every friendship is toxic, okay? Some relationships we've just outgrown and we just don't feel the same around certain people. So you don't need to make people feel bad. Be like, this is why I'm not friends with you anymore. I've changed and you haven't. That's not necessary. So, don't, and also don't ghost people. Probably not a good idea. Just, like I said, distance yourself. Allow yourself to drift away. Because a lot of people aren't bad people. They're just different from us. 
and we have become too different all right so remember don't burn bridges that you don't have to okay the final category mental consumption most of us spend a lot of time on social media and on the internet or watching tv or on netflix just streaming but i have to admit I have had days where I have had a screen time of over 12 hours. I'm not proud of it, but I just want to put that out there. I get it. I am part of that group of people who have spent way too much time on the internet. So think about what kind of things you are consuming mentally. True crime. Okay, I love... No, I don't love true crime. I am very interested in true crime. But hearing about all that gory, gruesome things that actually happen to real people is not mentally healthy, even if we enjoy it. You know, but there's other things like drama channels, politics, the news, stalking exes and people who don't, who you don't like on social media just don't it's not worth it it's not necessary you don't gain anything from it nothing positive anyway so also avoid content that makes you feel bad about yourself or about the way you look or anything like that and stay away from people on the internet with toxic beliefs around food or relationships or women or any other part, group that you're a part of. You just don't need to hear it. Their opinion is their business. And a good question to ask yourself regarding the things you are consuming online or through the media and TV is, is this inspiring? And no, not everything you watch or listen to has to be inspiring. Yes, we can watch and listen to things just because they give us pleasure, that is completely fine, and don't cut those things out, you know, just limit them and, you know, maybe be interested in things that are less toxic. <laughs> right, I know, gossip is fun, but it is a toxic thing. Um, so yeah, it doesn't all have to be inspiring, but think about how it makes you feel. Does it make you feel worried, anxious, scared? angry ashamed because or even upset and jealous if it's making you feel any of these things then why are you watching it why are you looking at this stuff and if you're watching these things that make you feel these emotions for hours and hours every day it's going to have an effect on your mind even subconscious especially subconsciously most of our thoughts are subconscious thoughts and this is just telling your brain look this is the norm this is what we're bringing in so that's what it's going to put out to you when you notice your thoughts and your emotions so yeah mental consumption is a big one and it's easy to get wrapped up in the internet and just start scrolling especially on instagram and tiktok and the the short form content it's easy and when you're scrolling so much you're going to see so much stuff that you don't even intend on looking at and that is also part of your mental consumption even the things you don't try to look at you're still looking at them so it's gonna have an impact on your brain so 
if you're always feeling worried, but you're always watching the news, maybe that's why. Because the news doesn't often tell us positive things. You know, and the news does just tell us what they want us to hear. So, yeah, I, I'm so sorry. I may have disappointed you because you might have thought that there'd be quick fixes or that you could just brush over the symptoms. But no, it does not work like that. Hard work does have to be involved. And yes, it is hard to put the real work in and to make changes because things like the internet, most of us are addicted to it. So it's hard to just cut it out. And especially things like drama, that kind of stuff is addicting. You know, people are addicting. And sometimes we get too comfortable at work and in our job and in our current situation. That's why a lot of us don't change and we want to do these easy things because it is hard to change. But really to make that real work, you have to make the changes, the real changes. And like I said, these um, symptom uh, what do I call it? What do I want to say? These things that we do to symptom treat, so to say, yes, they help and they can push us in the right direction, but don't solely rely on them to help you get to the bottom of your problems because it won't. Use them as tools, but not the solution. All right, I'm going to leave it there. I hope you learned something or gained something, or you were reminded of something that you needed to hear, okay? I hope you join me for the next podcast episode. If you gain something from this, then I encourage you to because we talk about a lot of things. Or we will be. It is the very start of my podcast, but I have so many ideas. So stick around. I might be talking about something that serves you well. Okay, so take care and I hope to see you for the next one.